Tranny Wreck 23. Hello, Tranny Wreck Listen Turds. I'm Madge Weinstein. I'm fat, I'm bloated, and I'm a dyke. And I'm coming on to this show to make a special announcement that I am becoming a Mormon or a moron or whatever the fuck it is. I don't give a fuck. I just want multiple wives. And I want to get married legally because we can't do this in this fucking country. So, Madge, what the fuck are you doing on my show? Shut up, you stupid whore. I'm becoming a Mormon. Madge, I've got bad news for you. Fuck you. Madge, the Mormons don't practice polygamy anymore. Oh, fuck. And you can't say fuck, you can't drink coffee, and you can't even shop on Sunday. So, whore, you're screwed. Podcasting from Portland, Oregon, this is Tranny Rag. On today's show, you're going to find out what Distorted View and Trainee Wreck Radio have in common, besides both shows being fucked up, and how Growing Up Mormon turned me into a whore. Today is Sunday, April 8th, 2006. My name is Rebecca Nay, and you're listening to the most fucked up transgender radio show on the internet. This is Tranny Wreck Radio. Whether you're listening through streaming on trannyrec.com, MySpace, or TransFM, thank you. Or whether you're downloading this show through my website, trannyrec.com, or you're podcasting. I love you so much, and I want to perform oral sex on all of you but first we have a song to play on the podsafe music network this is moses and morty by george harab i hope you enjoy Kiddo, thanks for having this meeting. You look pretty good with that whole goat skin ensemble. Is that new? Yeah, I picked this up at the new Gaza Strip Mall. Ah, looks great. Say, the boys down on the couch are just a gag over this whole new ten-part thing. The Ten Commandments, yes. The Ten Commandments, sure. Like I said, they just love it. Well, they're a little concerned with a few of the details. Details about the commandments? Well, yeah, that's just it. That's just what? Commandments is such a strong word. It might put some people off. Put some people off? Sure, you know the kids. They don't like to be told what to do. Some other folks might see it as being a little bossy. And we're thinking maybe more of a softer sell, like the ten suggestions. Suggestions? Proposals? Mm-mm. Ten items for your consideration. Nope. All right, ten nifty ideas for a really good life. Oh, I see. You're suggesting I rename the Ten Commandments the Ten Really Nifty Ideas for a Good Life. I guess you're right. It is kind of hard to fit on a t-shirt. Look, I got the impression that the author of these was real pleased with the whole commandments thing. I'd hate to be the one to have to tell him to rename it 
what with the burning bushes and the plagues wait, and the Wait, 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 wait. You're the... saying you didn't write these? Well, I spiffed them up a bit, put them in the order they're in, you know, sort of general editor kind of general stuff. General editor kind of stuff. Sure, sure. Oh, I see. There's not going to be a copyright problem here. Copyright problem? I mean, you're not going to get sued by the burning bush guy? No, 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 we're tight. We're good. There's no, there's no... No, uh, but that's, that's no good, because it brings up another point. We feel we got a real smash on our hands, regardless of what we're calling it. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the boys in marketing are thinking about sequel. Sequel? Sure, sure, you know, ten more suggestions. Commandments. Commandments, right. Uh, the, the Lost Commandments. Commandments, the next Hebrew Nation. Commandment 2, Electric Boogaloo. Mm, I don't think so. You don't think so? <sighs> Look, I got the impression that the Big G was real satisfied with these ten, and I don't think he wants to commit to Commandments the sequel or Commandments goes to college. Mm. I guess you gotta go with him on this one. I hear that once his mind is made up, that's pretty much it. You're telling me. Well, at least we should make a bundle of the trading cards. I hear that don't covet one is mighty popular with the kids. Listening to Moses and Morty by George Harab. I want to apologize to all of you who downloaded my last show either Sunday night or Monday during the day. Needless to say, it was fucked up. The first 40 minutes were completely fine, but the last 10 minutes I had shit overlapping each other. Uh, I was speaking over the interview. Something in audacity just wasn't right. So, anyways, I recognized it on Monday night and fixed it. So, anybody that uh, downloaded the show since then probably has no idea what the fuck I'm talking about and wants me to shut the fuck up and move on. So, in the name of that, let's go ahead and welcome. I want to welcome all the new listeners that are just joining us for the very first time. You're in for a treat because now that I've got you listening to this fucked up show, I'm going to turn you into a transsexual. If you're a biological male, you're going to get hooked emotionally to this show by listening to one episode at a time. Then eventually I'm going to talk you into cutting your penis off. So, and if you're a woman, well... You're going to basically be shoving a double-ended dildo in your pants and identifying as a male for the rest of your life. So, beware. I'm going to be starting a new segment on this show called Transgender 101. Basically, what the, the purpose of this segment is to create a dialogue between the transgender community and everyone else. What I want you to do, if you are a listener that does not identify as transgender in any way, shape, or form, I would like you to send me a voicemail asking a basic question. It could be anything that you are curious about. I don't give a fuck. Whatever you want to know about trans people, I want you to go ahead and ask it publicly on this show. And if you are 
trans yourself, I would like you to participate in answering these questions. Uh, the first question in this segment I got from a good friend of mine that I've known since high school. His name is Edward, and he is a longtime listener, and he has contributed heavily to this show, and he's going to do that now with a question for our new Transgender 101 segment. Hello, Becky and Tranny Rec listeners. This Hi, is Edward. Edward. Um, I ran a five-kilometer race the other day. Um, the first you. time that I had run that distance since uh, probably high school. Congratulations. When I was a cross-country runner. In fact, everybody, Becky and I, were uh, on the cross-country team together. And we were both pretty oh, terrible. And I'm not sure. Maybe she was better than I was. Um, no, you weren't. I don't know. I was bad. And uh, actually, I wasn't too bad in this race. I got like 24 minutes, which is, you know, I mean, that's pretty reasonable. It uh, means that I didn't walk. Anyway, the point of all this is that while I was running and various thoughts were going in my head, um, like sex? my mind alighted upon the words, uh, the future of man is woman. And I think that's, that's the title to the movie. Um, I don't know what the movie is about at all. But I was thinking about this. The future of man is woman. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I thought about Becky, who, you know, was man uh, and is I now was? woman. And then I started oh, to I think guess. about, like, metaphors for the transformation of a man into a woman. And I guess this what question is specifically for Becky or for any other listeners who um, are transgender. How do you see... How do you think of the person you used to be or the gender you used to be, and how do you think of the transformation? For example, I mean, does it work for you to think of, like, a caterpillar turning into a butterfly? No, um, for example, Becky, really do you see me. Ryan as being this kind of caterpillar thing and Becky as being the butterfly that's come out of that? Or um, here I've been reading a poem by a man named Dan... Chiasson, perhaps, C-H-I-A-S-S-O-N, um, called Things I Saw With My Own Eyes. And the first line is, I saw a stout man turn into a bird, then shed his feathers one by one and become a woman. Um, anyway, so that was just a bit of poetry. But my question is, once again, how do you see Ryan? Like, is he some guy you want to avoid altogether? Do you see him as being part of your larger metamorphosis? And uh, how do you see the process? How do you envision the process by which you became Becky? Anyway, that is my question. I love you all, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you, Edward, for that wonderful voicemail and all the many voicemails that you've sent in. I'll suck your cock later. Um, to answer your question, and it's a really good one, how do I view myself prior to my transition? And for me, you know... I, you know, I explained this to my brother one time because he had a hard time understanding, you know, the, the whole process I was going through. And I explained it like this, that I internally am the same person today than I was 10 years ago. Personality-wise, um, you know, everything. Uh, the difference is how I present myself externally, socially. That's really the only difference for me is um, I'm still the same person on the inside. It's 
I'm now choosing to present myself differently on the outside. And my external presentation is more congruent with who I am as a person. And that's really the only difference. I embrace my past. I was cultured and raised as a male for 26 years. That's a part of who I am. And uh, I can't deny that. And it is a part of, you know, and I show that in this show, as you've realized time and time again. So again, Edward, thank you for the the voicemail. Um, A lot of trans people are probably going to see it differently. Some do uh, not embrace their past. Ethan St. Pierre talked about that in uh, Tranny Rec 17 when I interviewed him. He kind of discussed it from a trans male perspective, uh, which is a perspective that we don't hear a lot about in the transgender community. So if you have something you want to add to this, whether you're transgender or not, uh, the voicemail line is 503-60-USE-ME or it's 608-7363. For those of you that don't have a numerical keypad. Let's go ahead and move this show along. I want to now talk about the Trans FM Network. I've mentioned Trans FM a lot on this uh, show. Trans FM is basically the equivalent to QPotter. It's basically a uh, website that lists a bunch of uh, transgender podcasts and radio shows. Now, Trans FM has been around for a long, long time. It's been around ever since uh, Live 365 uh, became really popular with internet streaming. And basically, that's where one of the that's one of the places you can hear this show is on Trans FM's Live 365 channel. Now, some of you have probably tried to go to Trans FM website which you can find at transfm.org, G-R-A-N-S-F-M dot O-R-G. The problem is, is some of you may not be able to pull it up. And that's probably because you have Comcast, or I like to call it Comcast. Let's not sound like Madge Weinstein here. I'm going to use a little geek speak here. The problem is basically with the server settings that Comcast has, it, it's Comcast cable is basically, let's face it, they're transphobic. They hate transgender people. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's basically a server problem. So anybody that has Comcast cable as their internet service provider cannot pull up TransFM. There is a workaround. Basically, you have to enter in some numbers in your DNS server settings on your network connections or internet connections. I'm going to go ahead and put up a page on trannyrec.com that explains how to pull up TransFM if you have Comcast cable. So uh, I haven't done that yet and hopefully we'll get around to doing that within the next week. So if you do want, if you do have this problem and you can't pull up TransFM, Send me an email, trannyrec at gmail.com. Hey, Rebecca, it's Jose. Uh, I enjoyed hey, Jose. your show. It was pretty good. I'm saying pretty, pretty good, good because I wanted to hear Fuck more you. of Marty. It's kind of pissed yeah, off. Yeah, I know. That I you want her, don't you? Next Sunday. I want to fuck her, too. Anyway, 
I think it's next Sunday. Anyway, no, it's not. Like I said, I enjoyed your show. It was well, very you. good. You want to fuck me? Certain point. Don't you? Up and, to a certain uh, point. Fuck you. I don't know. I yeah, guess. you do. Oh, I was trying to get on, trying to find out about talking tranny, and uh, it seems show. that uh, Susan Moses has her website down. Her link isn't working. I was wondering, maybe you know why, and maybe I do. You could. Send them, send me a message to tell me why or what's going on. Uh, and uh, I guess that's it. So I'll see you whenever I see you. Have fun, kid. Bye. You so want to fuck me. Everybody wants to fuck me, right? At least in my uh, distorted mind. Um, what Jose was talking about, Jose is a big fan of all the Trans FM shows. And uh, a big supporter of the the transgender radio community, so to speak. And um, he was talking about Susan Moses' show, The Talking Tranny Show, which you can find at her website, TalkingTranny.com. If you've gone there lately, you may have noticed that uh, her site has been down, or her message board, or uh, both. Basically, what happened was that uh, her hosting service took a shit on her. Uh, How many times have we heard that happen in the podcast community? So what she is doing is she is moving her hosting over to GoDaddy. And uh, the Talking Tranny show uh, will be back. She still has produced a couple of shows. I know I'm going to be a couple of episodes behind. So... Uh, just if you are a fan and a listener of the Talking Tranny Show, just uh, hold tight because uh, her site will be up soon. I want to give a shout out to my favorite bloated lesbian, Madge Weinstein, who has become a fan of the show. And she's basically been plugging my show every single day since her March 31st podcast. I'm getting plugged so much on Yeast Radio that I'm going to be constipated for the next fucking month. I fucking love it. So, here is a clip from her March 31st podcast, which has started some talk in the podcasting community. You were in that ladies' room eating puss, weren't you? Hell yes. <laughs> Every damn Honey. bit of it. Oh, work that thing. Hey, bro. Work that out. Hey, Cheryl. Okay. Come on, I have a question, honey. Work that tranny. Go for it, Cheryl. Get that How come? Stint. Have you heard the show Distorted View? Yes. Oh, hell yes. How I come you sound like Tim when he... When he does an impression of one little girl, that's kind of how you sound, honey. No, this isn't the same person you're talking about. You're talking about... Um, Cheryl, you're confused, You're talking honey. about Di- no, Diet honey. Cindy. I thought you were talking about Diet Cindy. No, whore. Cheryl, you're I'm talking about Rebecca's. Um, I called in Oh, my God, you're right. It does sound like... You. You're right. I told you. Like that. I love it. I thought you were talking about... I did. Excited. A couple of shows later, Madge pulled a clip of Tim's show, Distorted View, and this show, and compared my voice with the voice uh, that he does of a female character, or several female characters. Now, keep in mind when you're listening to this that Madge uh, refers to me as the talking tranny, which I don't mind because... 
she's plugging uh, Susan Moses' show in the process, too. So, Okay, so this is uh, Tim. I'm going to play a clip from Distorted View. Play just that to clip hear, in, in case you don't play already it. listen to Distorted View. I know a lot of people do. It's a great show. Yes, it is. But um, this is, we're going to compare the, tra- I don't have the recording of Talking Tranny, but she's yes, been tranny wreck. You know, she, I can't even imitate her voice, but it's kind of like, can't even come close. I'm the Talking Tranny. Okay, now this is, remember that Cheryl said that, that uh, the Talking Tranny sounds an awful lot like um, when Tim does his Cutter Girl on Distorted Views. So let's just have a listen. I'll show everyone by puking up the evil inside of me. Oh, my God, that is totally the Talking Tranny. I got to find, you know what? I'm going to do something for you because you're my general audience. Uh, though sometimes you're less than gentle, especially when it comes to ignoring important issues in the world, like war and global heating or whatever, microwaves. Global heating. We don't even need <laughs> microwaves anymore soon. You just throw your microwaves patty outside are on the porch. You know what I mean? Hell yes. Tranny. I really like this tranny oh, wreck. She's yes. really funny. My I really like oh, her. She's fuck funny. yeah. Oh, and, uh, fuck she says, me. Lesbian. Oh, okay, so yes. let's just do this comparison. So here's the tranny wreck. This is not pornography, unless you're a tranny chaser. I'll show everyone by puking up the evil God, inside spooky, of it? me. Spooky. spooky. This is not pornography. This is not pornography okay, unless you're a tranny wreck. chaser. I'll you're show listening everyone by puking up the evil inside of me. Fucking unreal. So that was Tim, and here's Tranny Wreck. This is not pornography unless you're a tranny chaser. You're like listening Curry. different in the show Let's hear notes. another one. Oh, Marty quit is quit playing doctor. music. And, uh, I don't want to hear the fucking I don't music. Don't Fucking amazing. The evil They're like the same Tim, fucking person. Tim I swear the tranny wreck. If I didn't see and she sent me a picture of her with this video. It's I mean a fake. I'm, the video obviously I could see her face. It's if a I fake. hadn't seen that, I really would it. think that it's Tim from the Don't believe it. I still have my uh my questions because she does look like him. Yes, we it do. We're identical. Been a you know what I mean? Could have been Tim with his fingers up her cunt. Oh yes, Tim. Well, she doesn't have one yet. When she can afford her cunt, she will. Hell yes! As soon as I uh, get that cunt, I'm going to use it with anybody that's willing. See, right now I'm just a slut in my head, but uh, eventually that will change. So, I would say about two days after Madge played that on her show, then Tim gets a, a voicemail. Well, from me on his show. All right, another uh, voicemail here. Milk, milk, lemonade, around the corner, fudge is made. <laughs> that was a voicemail from the great Tranny Wreck Radio at trannyrec.com. She kind of sounds like she's had a few devil wicks in her life. Maybe I can get her to do a Sextastic Tuesday, too. We'll have Celebrity Sextastic Tuesday. For those of you that don't listen to uh, the Distorted View show... Tim Henson basically uh, reads a porno every Tuesday, and it's not just any porno. He usually finds the most twisted and bizarre uh, porn stories that you can find on the Internet. So now there's basically an invitation out there for me to come on his show and read a porno for a Sextastic Tuesday, which, Tim, if you're listening, I completely accept. So, Tranny Rick listeners, I have a favor to ask of you. Please scour the internet for the most fucked up uh, porn story that you can find that involves 
uh, a transsexual or transgender individual and I will go ahead and tranny wreck it and read it for Tim's Distorted View show. I think that would be fun. So tranny wreck listeners, now you know how low I am willing to stoop for exposure of this show. I fucking love it. People are calling into other shows and impersonating me. Now you know that uh, this show is going to turn into a media empire. So, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and play a song off of the Podsafe Music Network. This is This I Pray by Cindy Velmure. Strut through the crowd Like you're on top of the world And you hold your head So high Like you are well Can we just be happy on board yet? Or is this still the meantime Until we get what we're destined Get I know we're both still dreaming But how long's it going to be Until we are the you and me We wanna be and I wish I could take you with me When I leave oh, and I wish I could save you I can't even save me
share another jug of wine. And maybe we'll be rich enough that I won't be Colorado this time. And maybe we'll remember the very next day. And maybe. This I Pray by Cindy Vilmuir. I want to go ahead and talk with you about um, my religious upbringings. Uh, you know, and I've mentioned many times that I was uh, born and raised in Utah. And living in Utah, you are either a member of the Mormon Church, also known as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I will use the term LDS for short. So in Utah, you are either LDS or you are really indoctrinated in LDS culture. So that's one. it's one of the ways that Utah is very unique. So with that said... Um, my parents, when I was a kid, were not very active in the Mormon church. Uh, they were both uh, on the membership roles of the Mormon church, but neither was an active uh, churchgoer. I was baptized at the age of eight, which is very custom within Mormonism. and But I really didn't... Uh, you know, I went to church off and on as a kid. Um, it wasn't until high school that I actually really started uh, becoming a true blue believer in Mormonism. Um, it was right around the same time that I started realizing that I had um, uh, attractions towards uh, members of the same sex or other men at that time. And I also simultaneously wished that uh, I could be a woman. So 
you know, I was really fucking confused. I had gender identity issues and I had issues regarding my sexual orientation. And when you're living in uh, rural Utah, really the only term for that is homosexual, gay. And, you know, I had no resources. I didn't have access to the internet yet because the internet hadn't really come into its own as far as reaching the average household yet. So, and you, you can actually read a lot of, uh, and I actually talk about a lot of this in detail on my website at trannyreg.com. I have a bio there. So, you know, I would encourage you to, to read this. But uh, the reason I want to talk about my religious upbringing is because growing up and being raised Mormon is still a significant part of who I am. Uh, while I don't consider myself to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I still consider myself to be Mormon culturally. Because when you're raised in a culture, in Mormon culture, uh, your experience is quite unique. Um and I'm, and the reason it's unique is because of some of the, the uh, beliefs that are unique in Mormonism. One of those unique beliefs is a belief that there is a prophet or a living prophet on the earth today. Uh, Mormons believe that the uh, current president of the LDS Church is a prophet that uh, supposedly... Uh, talks with God and is inspired by God. So what this does, and, and, and consequentially, not only is the the Mormon president a prophet, but the twelve apostles. See that the church leadership is is set up like the uh, similar to the Old Testament church. You know, if there was a church in the Old Testament, to where there's you know the prophet. Uh, who back in the Old Testament days was Jesus, and the uh, twelve apostles. Uh, so, and a lot most Mormons believe that not only does the the prophet and president receive revelation from God, but also the uh, the apostles and some of the what we call general authorities below the apostles. So, what this creates in Mormon culture is this. Um, spirit of obedience where to where you don't question what your church leaders are telling you. Anything that comes from uh, the Mormon president Gordon B. Hinckley down is not to be questioned. And if you do question what the these church leaders tell you, then you are falling away from quote unquote the truth. And this was really hard because um, when I was in high school, uh, I, you know, to I really wanted to be normal. I really wanted to, to, to change. I wanted to fit in. So I used the Mormon church to, um, to try and help me, you know, be cured. And... One of the, the, the other, other unique things about the, the Mormon 
church. And please bear with me. I'm actually really, really tired. I've been working on this show all day. And um, actually, this is the first show I'm doing in GarageBand. So if my thoughts are all over the fucking place then, and I'm confusing you, then, well, too fucking bad. This is my show, my audio blog. Uh, but you have to keep listening, goddammit. Or like I said, you're going to get syphilis. So, um, basically, one of the interesting things about, uh, I was trying so hard to be normal. Um, and I would go to church every Sunday. I would participate in, uh, church activities. Um, the Mormon church has something known as the priesthood which is, as of right now, only available to men, where you can enter the Mormon priesthood as young as 12. Now, the priesthood in the Mormon church is not the same as the priesthood in the Catholic church or some of the other uh, Christian churches. It's basically what the priesthood is in Mormonism is the quote-unquote authority to act in the name of God. And the higher up in the priesthood you get, the more, quote-unquote, authority you have. So here I am talking to my bishop, who is the local congregational leader, about uh, to, to, to escalate in the Mormon priesthood, you have to uh, be interviewed by your bishop every couple of years. So the bishop can determine not only that you're worthy to advance in the Mormon priesthood, but that you're worthy enough to, you know, go into the Mormon temple. And so they ask you really personal fucking questions. Like, you know, my bishop asked me if I masturbated. And being the, the dumb whore that I, wa- that I was and still am, honesty has always been uh, very important to me. And of course, so I said yes. So, and what I noticed after being honest with my bishop about that, you know, about the topic of masturbation is that I was being held back from advancing in the Mormon priesthood while all my peers were advancing. So what that told me is that everyone else was fucking lying about whether they masturbated or not. Because, let's face it, most people, men and women, masturbate. If you're not, something's fucking wrong with you. Because masturbation is a very healthy sexual activity. So, anyway, getting back to my story. So, uh, by the time I was 18 and ready to graduate from high school, I really wanted to go on a Mormon mission, a proselytizing mission. But I couldn't because I was too fucking honest with my bishop. So I decided to join the military. And this was really hard for me because I wanted so bad to be normal. I was praying to God. I was on my, you know, knees every day praying because, you know, you know, more that's, there seems to be this thing about, you know, if you're, I believe that if you were really, truly and fervently praying, you had to be on your knees. Of course, later on, I got on my knees for different reasons, but, uh, 
you know, because I am a slut. So here I am fighting these natural desires to not only these attractions towards uh, men, but also the the desires internally to not want to be a guy. So joining the military was kind of my way of the, the, the next step of fighting all of this. Uh, my hopes with joining the military was that it would, quote unquote, make a man out of me and give me time to become worthy to go on a Mormon proselytizing mission. Well, the entire four years I was in the military were a huge struggle. For about six months, I would uh, be really active in the Mormon church and I would do missionary work and do all of these things. Uh, and meanwhile, I was still communicating with my bishops in every area that I was in and being very honest with them. I eventually uh, uh, came out to my bishop about having homosexual feelings. Um, interestingly enough, uh, through part of the time that I was in the army, uh, my issues of gender identity kind of were slit, swept deep under the rug. So, and I, I just considered everything that I was dealing with to be uh, a homosexual problem. Um, the Mormon Church's view on homosexuality is that it's something that can be overcome, that it's a trial that some of God's children are meant to face and that those that are uh, truly faithful to God, yeah, even if they can't overcome their homosexual feelings, they're supposed to endure. They're supposed to maintain faithfulness and get married and all this other bullshit, and then they'll get rewarded in the afterlife. Well, I wasn't really down with you know, being miserable the rest of my life so I could be rewarded in an afterlife that really can't be proven. So, you know, when I realized that getting out of the military, I still maintained some, uh, act, I still tried to maintain some connection with the Mormon church. But uh, after I got out of the military and moved back to Salt Lake City to go to school, um, I didn't stay active for very long because uh, one of the things that really uh, helped me decide that not only was the Mormon church not right for me, but that the Mormon church was hurting me and hurting a lot of people because of how they treated my last bishop. Um, this bishop, uh, I, I later found out, had a son who was gay. And what the Mormon church was doing was forcing my bishop to choose between the church and his son. And, you know, this guy was a spiritual beacon to me. And he opened up to me about the pain and the conflict that he was feeling between this church that he loved and his son. Ultimately, he made the right choice and he chose his son. And I believe, I haven't been in contact with him for several years. I do believe he's left the, the Mormon church. So that's essentially my story from a, a religious perspective. Now, 
to this day, I consider myself a cultural Mormon because uh, growing up uh, in Mormon culture, you learn a lot of really valuable things. One of those is honesty. Uh, I attribute my uh, honesty and the fact that I hate being dishonest with anybody due to, uh, I attribute that to being uh, raised in a Mormon culture. Uh, another thing I really like about Mormon culture is the, the spirit of service that uh, is enveloped. You know, people love to help each other. Uh, I don't, you know, and you've probably been around a lot of Mormon people that, uh, you know, if you need anything, they're just right there willing to help you. And I developed a love of helping other people. Uh, and I attribute that to uh, growing up in uh, Mormon culture. So anyway, I've been running my fucking mouth here for several minutes. Uh, that's kind of my story uh, as far as where I'm coming from, from a religious perspective. Why am I telling you this? Well, I want to, uh, I'm going to bring people onto the show in upcoming weeks uh, to kind of talk about uh, a similar, their experience coming out of not only the Mormon religion, but other religions. I am going to focus on Mormonism, like I have a good friend who is intersex, and she actually got Uh, excommunicated from the Mormon church because of this. Now, and I definitely want to bring her on. I've talked with her about it. She has a really interesting story because she uh, communicated with uh, one of the uh, late Mormon prophets about this issue. So uh, that's what you have to look forward to in future episodes of Tranny Rec. I'm basically taking a break from interviewing some of the other Trans FM uh, radio hosts, and I will get it. If you are a Trans FM radio host and listening to this show, and I haven't interviewed you yet, uh, please send me an email, trannyrec at gmail.com, because I definitely will get to you. But uh, let's go ahead and play a, another song off of the Podsafe Music Network. Uh, This is a song called Tragic, which pretty much symbolizes my life when I was living and being faithful in the Mormon church. Again, this is Tragic by Happy Roads. Hope you enjoy. the look of 
others do And I reach out as if I contain the antidote But of course I don't I see you because you are tragic And I need you for the same There's a little bit of you in me You can't escape what you became
Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Mikey Potty. Hi, how you doing? Hi. I just was forced to call you. I'm stuck in traffic and I'm bitchy. Uh, mm. But not as bitchy as I was before I listened to the beginning of your latest show. You made me guffaw, if you will, guffaw. when you said, <laughs> if you don't enjoy this interview, then you have no heart and you should kill yourself. kill yourself. I don't know. It's not what you said. It's the delivery. And it was masterful. And I love you. Have a lovely day. <laughs> Bye. That is the rudest voicemail I've ever gotten in my entire life. Jesus fucking Christ. Mikey Pod, you are so fucking mean. God, when are you going to learn to be nice? Shit. So anyway, Mikey, I fucking love you. So I, I didn't want to accuse you of being nice because I know you hate that. So... Uh, Trendy Rec listeners, uh, go ahead and visit his website, MikeyPod.com. He's got a really great show over there. I got a few emails here. Um, the first one I'm not going to read because, well, let's just say she has become a big time fan of the show. And if I were to read her emails, I'd be here all day. Uh, this is a shout out to Chrissy. And a thanks. Chrissy has been working on a theme song for this show. And uh, we may end up rolling this out in the next week or two. Uh, I had a lovely conversation with her today. And uh, she sent me this email. The subject line says, hopefully this email stands out because I'm writing in capitals. And uh, yeah, that did successfully stand out. So, uh, Chrissy, uh, thank you so much for the work that you're doing on helping me develop a theme song for Tranny Rec Radio. And uh, if you have a, any musical talent uh, and would like to contribute to uh, theme music for this show, uh, send me an email, trannyrec at gmail.com. Uh, I would love to hear from you because uh, I don't, this is one of those areas to where, you know, the more I get, I think the better it'll make this show. Uh, let's see, another email I got. God, I'm fucking tired. But you know I love you guys. Uh, this is from Daniel, who is the producer of the Sister Paula podcast. He says, hi, Rebecca. Just wanted to drop a line to say how much I enjoyed that interview with Marty Abernathy. You really got into interesting issues with that one. Thanks a bunch, Daniel. That was definitely one of my favorite interviews. Then I got an email that says fuck in the subject line. Hell, that's my favorite word. Uh, this guy knows what he's talking about. Dear Becky, I think you fucking rock because I love the aggression with which you express yourself. Delish. So, boy, does this leave any question as to whether... People, whether cussing is bad for podcasting. I just got done reading this book called Podcast Solutions that says, you know, if you really want a lot of listeners, then you need to keep your show clean. And then, you know, I talked about this with Madge and her show, and I say, fuck that. Fuck a clean show. Most people cuss and swear in their ordinary life. I've cussed like a sailor my entire life, and I hate it when I go to work and I have to watch what I fucking say. I thought this was a free country, but apparently not. So, but it sure is in the potosphere. And I love all of you for sticking with me. 
I want to give a quick thanks to John Ong from the Ongline podcast. John has been helping me today with GarageBand as I am trying to figure this bullshit out. I told you I was going to do a promo on GarageBand first, but I lied. I'll eventually get around to doing one. It's just really fucking hard when you're working full time and trying to put out a show uh, like this. So thanks again. Please check out his website at O-N-G-L-I-N-E podcast.com. I was interviewed on his show yesterday, which you will hear in probably about a week or so. And uh, of course, I'll play a clip for you right here. Let's go ahead and wrap this up with a final song off of the Podsafe Music Network. This is Alive and Wide Awake, which is something that I'm not right now. And this is by Anthony Hugh. I hope you enjoy. Will you take my picture now Before I start to fade Listen to my voice When I've got nothing left to say And I can only count to ten Before I start to shake I believe I'm evaporating With every breath I take And I think I know why And I think you know why I'm alive and dying right away In this illusion I am only strong enough to take So much confusion I'm alive and dying right away Can you see through me? I am not strong enough to care If you only knew me Take a look at my watch and gloves The green is bluish flame Take a look at someone you know the game. Take a break from reality. Take a break and see. You will feel the insanity that lives inside of me. Thank <laughs> you.
For this show, you can send me an email, a voicemail, or you can go to trannyrec.com and sign up for my forum, which is the Trannyrec Orgy Room. Sign up, bitches. I love you all. Bye. <laughs>